0: Chapter 20 "'Hey, Jim,' Bree said, turning away from Kelly for a moment to greet him. Across the room, Nathan was eyeing him mysteriously, which was also puzzling. After all, he hadn't done anything to get in the way. He shrugged and decided to ignore it for now. "'Where have you been, Jim?' Bree glanced at Kelly, then back at him. "'What did you find out?' Jim shrugged. "'Nothing much, I can't say.' He swore me to secrecy.' "'Brie gasped. "'But he told you? "'Jim, you have to tell us. "'This is more important than keeping a promise to a kid.' "'Jim raised his eyebrow. "'He didn't know a whole lot about kids, "'but he thought he understood Caleb's situation "'a little better than Bree did. "'In a way, Caleb reminded him of self. "'And he had just received a delicate fragment of trust "'from a young boy who was desperate for someone "'with whom to share an inexpressible burden.' To betray that trust would be to destroy what could very well be Caleb's last offer of trust for a long time, maybe forever. No, Bree, it's not. She blinked, and Jim felt a tiny twinge of sympathy, but it was nothing compared to the guilt he knew he would feel if he betrayed Caleb. Kelly also blinked, but she was staring at Bree like she was a complete stranger. Bree, how could you say that? Bree stepped back and held up her hands in defense. Whoa, chill, guys. I just mean that this is a really important chance and maybe Caleb knows something that will make all the difference. We really need him. Then ask him yourself, Jim offered. The poor kids are probably terrified, Kelly said with feeling. If Caleb just gave an offer of trust, that is a really good step. We need to encourage that, not betray it. Okay, okay, Bree said. I'm sorry, Jim, you don't have to tell me, she paused but you had better convince your precious little boy to tell us whatever he told you because it really is important. Jim shook his head. He will talk when he's ready, he said. That might be very soon, but even if it isn't, you need to be patient with him. Bree scowled. Well, I'm going to go tell Sanders that Caleb told you everything, she announced. Kelly grinned. Well, I'm going to talk to those kids. One way or another, I will convince them to want to come with me. There is no way they actually want to stay here all night. Good luck, Jim muttered, but he was only half joking. Kelly made a face and said, Challenge accepted, Mr. Crawley. Just you wait. Jim laughed, then looked back at Bree. She was grinning. Congrats, Jim, she said with a smirk. You just ensured her success. What do you mean? Kelly never backs down from a challenge, and she never gives up. She knows kids like you know trucks, except better. Jim raised an eyebrow as Bree skipped across the room to get back to work. He thought briefly that he would not be surprised if she was an excellent athlete at several different sports. Her physique and competitive spirit would make her a worthy adversary. He wasn't much for sports himself, but he had once been quite good at basketball. As he glanced around the room, everyone was working in one way or another, Sanders was switching back and forth between two computers, his cell phone, and several different file folders that probably had classified information in them. Christy was talking to someone on the phone while scribbling notes on a notepad in front of her. Bree had already returned to intense work mode, staring at a computer screen and tapping her chin repeatedly with a pencil. Nathan was typing away at his laptop. It occurred to Jim that he really wasn't needed here anymore. In fact, he was probably in the way but he didn't want to leave until Caleb and Maggie's next course of action was determined. He wanted to know where they would be tonight, just in case. He glanced out the window. It was only just after six, but already the sun was almost gone. It was early October, so each day was getting steadily shorter. In less than a month, daylight savings would shorten it even more. He loved driving in the dark evenings. Sometimes, if he was driving through country fields far from Chicago... He could stop at a truck stop and see thousands of stars filling the sky. There would not be many stars tonight, though. The FBI office was much too close to Chicago to see more than a few. Even the moon was only the tiniest sliver, waning every day along with the hours of sunlight. Jim glanced back toward the hallway, but he couldn't see Caleb, Maggie, or Kelly from here. He pulled out his phone and opened his Bible app. How ironic, he thought. He just so happened to be at the story of Daniel. He started reading with a wry smile. Ten minutes later, Kelly emerged with a triumphant smile on her gentle face. Maggie, following close behind, looked nervous but excited. Caleb looked sullen, but he followed his sister dutifully. "'Caleb and Maggie will stay with me for tonight,' she announced to the room. Bree looked up and winked at Jim, who shrugged and smiled in return. "'Wow,' he said, walking toward the kids.' I guess I'll see you tomorrow. What time? Kelly asked, addressing Bree and Sanders. I can bring them back here whenever you need me to, though I'd prefer it if I don't have to skip church. Jim smiled. It was always exciting to discover another brother or sister in Christ, even if it was someone he barely knew. He was encouraged to hear that Caleb and Maggie would be spending the night with a Christian. He got the feeling they would be safe. Sanders looked thoughtfully at the kids before saying, "'Kelly, why don't I call you later tonight or tomorrow? "'As of right now, I shouldn't need them for anything specific, "'and they would probably do well to stay away from the action for as long as possible.' "'He grabbed a business card off his desk and handed it to Kelly. "'Here, if you need me for any reason, call my cell phone. "'I'll probably be at the jail for most of tomorrow with Simon Schultz.' "'Sanders was watching the kids carefully, Jim saw, "'and as he said the last two words,' Maggie jumped in alarm and stared at Caleb. Sanders had a triumphant glimmer in his eyes, and he coughed meaningfully at Nathan, who nodded subtly. Bree raised her eyebrows. Caleb looked at Maggie with a guilty deer in headlights expression, then looked helplessly toward Jim. Jim offered his most reassuring smile. Maggie would have found out sooner or later, anyway, and Caleb knew that, even if he was reluctant to admit it. Well, now that we've got that cleared up, Sanders continued. Just give me a call, Kelly, and I might give you a call, too. I've got a vague idea, but it will have to wait until tomorrow. He trailed off, eyeing Jim. I'll come, too, Jim offered quickly. He did not want to be left out of the action. I got the next week off work to help my friend Mike, who's in the hospital right now, but he doesn't really need my help. I'm happy to come in at any time. Sanders shrugged. I guess it can't hurt, he agreed, looking at Bree. "'Jim suspected the older man was thinking about what Bree had recently told him, "'that Jim knew more than anyone else about Caleb's story "'but refused to tell anyone else about it. "'He did not care what Sanders thought of him. "'Nobody was going to convince him to tell anyone without Caleb's permission. "'We'll be on our way, then,' Kelly said, smiling at Maggie. "'I promised them some chocolate chip cookies tonight, "'and that means I have to get home before my husband manages "'to eat our whole supply of chocolate chips, which has happened before.' "'She laughed.' then grabbed one of the suitcases in one hand and took Maggie's hand in the other. It was the first time Jim saw Maggie look truly eager for anything. He smiled.